Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Sarah Michelle Galleroff, Buffy the Welcome back. Wow. Welcome back to another edition of We Stand Together, a pop mm-hmm. culture academic symposium. Mm-hmm. We're the pop culture professors. You know we're talking dumb topics, but you know we think we're smart people. That's right. We're smart <laughs> people talking dumb topics. <laughs> you added the we think. Mm-hmm. It, we're getting less confident of our intelligence as the weeks go by. But nonetheless... Here we are. Pop culture's a professor. Pop culture's a professor. <laughs> yep. See, this is why the doubt is crippling. The doubt is crippling because sentence structure is getting harder and harder as the Do days go Do these episodes go, go anywhere or we just save them <laughs> files on our computer? Well, you know, full full transparency, Stan Stans, this is a restart. This is a reboot. This is a restart because I couldn't even save my file properly the first time around. So, Well, we're not computer professors. Let that be known. But what we are is, I am Caitlin Bitsagai. I am Lauren Brickman. <laughs> and 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 would podcast again. No, um, it's shocking. Based on this introduction, you would have no idea that we not only have master's degrees, but we're allowed to teach college classes. Like, it's yeah. nuts. You would have thought we were two people that just were raised in the woods, but actually not so. <laughs> not We've so. been a part of society for a while. <laughs> We're contributing members of society. Like it's, it's. Well, we are talking standing, which is something we do know about. We do know how to stand. Uh, we do know how to be obsessive super fans for a particular celebrity or topic or home good. You know, whatever, whatever you're into. A home good. Mm-hmm. A home good. You know, Caitlin, what are you currently standing right now? Like, what is keeping your stand fire going? You know what I am standing. It's a little odd. But I like the app for stars, the channel stars. Got hip to this when my co-host Lauren Brickman was a guest on Ghost Power Book 2, <laughs> playing the role of Dana, a defense attorney. I was like, what's stars all about? I got to find it. And since then, let me tell you, I haven't been sorry. They've got cult docs mm-hmm. and they've got historical fiction featuring women and that's the only things i need and you can download easily onto your phone different episodes it'll minimize i love something that minimizes i love i do love um i love it yeah stars is great big fan of stars over here how about you though what are you standing i you know i feel a little guilty because stars has been kind to me you know um i have i have had i've had some fun on the stars dime but this week i feel like i'm cheating on them because the thing i'm standing it's over on netflix Uh oh! i feel a little dirty admitting it but i can't stop talking about dash and lily the christmas what is it's a christmas themed like teen rom-com it's like a teen rom-com series set around the christmas time oh and i I love it. I love it so much. I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop talking about it. If you watched our live stream last night, then you heard me talk about it last night. So I'm not going to talk about it too much right now. But just know I can't stop thinking about Dash and Lily. And I Doing a Christmas show is brave. Yeah. It's very brave. And they've really... It's really brilliant, though, because Dash and Lily, it doesn't have to be a Christmas show moving forward. They've really set themselves up with options. They've got options. It could be like a, we check in on these characters once a year at Christmas, or we can just pick up where they left off. And it doesn't have to be Christmas. And it's brilliant. And I love them. And seems like they need to bring you into the writer's room because you've got ideas. I have so many ideas and they can't be stopped. And did I watch an entire season in one night? Yes, I did. Well, obviously. Obviously. Our stands know you. So 
speaking of things we stand always and forever it's five star reviews oh yeah we love them and we got a great one from alamo 15 this week the title of which is wow (laughs) (laughs) and the review is as follows wow these girls are funny wow this pod is fun wow 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 we stand I, got, I mean, thank you, Alamo15. I got chills. I have straight up chills. That was one of the kindest things that's ever been written about me in the world. It's one of the best things that's ever been written. Yeah. Period. That's better than, you know, one time I, I logged into ratemyprofessor.com and oh, no. a, a student had said, she weird as hell, but she's real cool if you stick it out. <laughs> and, you know, this uh, this is sweeter and kinder than that. And I didn't think that could get topped. I really didn't. Wow. And uh, this reminds me, maybe someday I'll read some of the other RateMyProfessor.com reviews. It could be scary. I I would leave on that high. (laughs) You know who else brings us a high and who we always stand? This week's guest. Oh, it's a good one. Please welcome from the upcoming Rutherford Falls, Ty LeClaire. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Oh, wow. wow. That was Listen good. to that. Ooh, that deep, deep voice. So sultry. Oh, man. I, I just don't talk to anyone anymore. So it's just a lot of like, <laughs> it's it's stocking up. Yeah, yeah. That, I've heard that's been happening. People's <laughs> vocal sexiness has been saved up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stockpile. That's, that's science. That is, that is science. And, you know, another thing that is science is that today's topic is off the charts. It can't be denied. And I really excited because today we're going to be going on a vacation together because finally stan stands we're going to paris Mm. (laughs) yes and talk about a sexy theme (laughs) we got a sexy voice for a sexy theme now ty we always like to put our listeners at ease by sort of sharing our credentials so they understand like why we think we have the right or, you know, the experience that that gives us the power to, you know, pontificate on a subject. And I know, Caitlin, you've got a really great credit this week. Yeah, it's so specific. I went there. Wow. To Paris. Wow. No, but I was one of those girls like in high school that like had French flags and like Eiffel Tower oh, stuff no. and was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it, it is. We're the kind of girl that doesn't get called out as much as horse girls, but we mm-hmm. are arguably worse. Yes. And... <laughs> Um, I took French in high school. I was not, in college, but I was not good at it. I did not mm-hmm. have a natural flair for languages, unfortunately. But I liked being in the class because there'd be like pictures of sandwiches and stuff mm. like that. You know, I enjoyed mm. that. So I did go when I was 16 and I bought a little watercolor, you guys, and I still have it. Wow. Beautiful. Lauren, how about you? Well, much like you, I have also been to Paris, but I was five i think when i was there um, oh wow yeah i was kindergartner like, in paris mm-hmm, because my parents very much believed in the whole if you're traveling your kids traveling too like i think they only left me behind once with my grandparents in all of my life um but famously i <laughs> the whole way to paris for some reason i must have been learning about it in school but like i got so hot to trot on seeing the mona lisa like that was like that was the thing i was excited about but then famously when my parents they took us to the louvre and when i got there i like elbowed my way through the crowd to see it and then i was like that what's the big deal i don't get it like once i saw it i was like so underwhelmed and just such a little stank face like flew all this way and that's what it was. Wow. I like this as a cartoon for you. Lauren Brickman, kindergartner, art critic. Yeah. (laughs) Kindergarten critic. Uh, Ty, how about you? What are your Paris credentials? Uh, My Paris credentials are two for two. I've been to Paris twice. Whoa, Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. Two for two. Two for two. (laughs) Um, I went uh, in high school with uh, my fellow ninth grade class. Um, wow, the whole class. Oh, also, I went to school on the res, so the class was eight people. So oh, it's, yeah, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> it's a little But slow. nonetheless, nonetheless, still. still. Um, I remember the fundraising for the trip a little bit more than the trip itself, I will say, because that was a <laughs> long effort to get money to go. Um, but the trip was great. Uh, you, did, you did all the things you got to do. And the second time I went as an adult, and 
will say it was fan fucking tastic. It was so good. I don't. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear on this, but it is. Oh, of course. I was truly drunk every single day, and just like <laughs> eating food for every minute. It was true. It was. It was insane. And the one thing I did, I I got macaroons from um i think it's angeline angelique i can't remember the name of it Uh it's famous but Uh i can't remember it of course um and i left them in the hotel when i left so i didn't have them Uh so it's like broken heart uh so it just means i gotta go back yeah oh stan stands if Mm. you're out there you have the power to send thai macaroons please (laughs) do decolonize macaroons let's do it do you have a favorite do you have a favorite flavor I recently found out that there's like quite a bit of like flavor war happening amongst macaroon aficionados. Do you have one that you particularly like? I'm particular to uh, anything almond related is always good. I think they all are almond related because they're macaroons. But um, I honestly, I'm like a four year old when it comes to this, and I'm like, I want the pink one. Um, so if it's a pink macaroon, I will love to have it. Okay. That's fair. fair. I love that. that. I love that. I love choosing food based on how it looks and not caring about what it's going to taste like later. Like a book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You always, you always judge a book by its cover and it never leads you astray. (laughs) I mean, look, it's, the cover tells you stuff. It does. (laughs) It does. Honestly, it does a little bit. Um, now, do you have any particular, um, I don't know, favorite Parisian pop culture? Like when you think of Paris, like what pop culture like comes to mind? You're like Paris. This is what I think of. Um, I always think of Amelie. It was my ah, introduction into one. Paris, really. Um, it was the first movie I watched in high school. You know, when you watch a movie with your class and you're like, we're going to watch Twister again. And then it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Why are we always watching Twister in school? It was a big time for Twister. I'm telling you, 98. Yeah, I will say, I think I've mentioned this on the pod before, but like I did talk about Twister all the time, but it was because <laughs> my seventh grade math teacher had been a, a weather consultant on the project because I lived in Oklahoma. And so we called him Mr. Twister because all you had to do was ask him like, what was Helen Hunt like? And he would not <gasps> teach any math for the rest of the day because he nice. loved talking about how he had worked on the film. So you hacked math class. Yeah. You're right. I I am always pulling cons. Caitlin has pointed out That's that I'm brilliant. always pulling cons. Wow, wow, wow. Um, uh, that is amazing. Yeah, so Amelie. Yeah, we watched Amelie instead of Twister. And it was groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we can use this French movie knowledge to move into our first game. Uh, which I'm calling Big Sexy French Title Mix-Up. Mm. <laughs> so you may or may not know that when American movies are released in France, they often change the title of the movie, but not to the language of French, but to a different title in English. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the title of what they call a certain film in France, though it is in English, and you're going to tell me what we call that movie back here in America. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. The first one is Sex Intentions. Sex Intentions. <laughs> okay, this is a m- movie, right? It's not a show. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, yeah. just a movie. They're, they're, um, all, they're all movies. These are all okay, they're all movies. Releases. Sex Intentions. Um, mm-hmm. My God. Um, my instant thought right away is Cruel Intentions, just because it's not That's a it. bar. Yes. It? Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What a great film. I will Such say most movie. of their is almost a clue. Mostly they add the words crazy, sex, or bitch to things. <laughs> it's a French interpretation of America, and I respect that. Crazy, sexy, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brick, would you want to tee up the next one? I would love to. What is crazy Amy? <laughs> crazy Amy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, this is... Um... <laughs> I'm going to go with like an Amy Schumer-esque comedy. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was that movie called? Um, the one with Tilda Swinton in it. That's what I'm gonna, how I remember it. Mm, uh, close, but no cigar. No, um, is it the one where she hits her head? <laughs> no, 
but I know that I, that would be a mo- that would make sense, right? right? She's yeah. delusional. In yeah, that, film. that one oh would make God. a lot more sense. Oh my God, what is um? <laughs> You're so close. You got there? the Amy Schumer of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know two Amy Schumer films. Uh, <laughs> I truly, can I get a guess of some kind, another hint? Uh, this is the one that Bill Hader is in with her. That's the one with Tilda Swinton in it. Is it? Yeah, I... she's the boss at the magazine. Oh! <laughs> For two oh, minutes. Oh my god, you're yes. so right. I forgot you she was right. the boss. <laughs> you taught wow. us, the pop culture professor, she just schooled us. Wow. Uh, Tilda in that role, unrecognizable. That's right. I can't she did look weirdly forgot that was her. She pulled one over on me. She pulled a con. She conned me. I can't believe really Wow. They just called students, it a tilde in France. This is <laughs> this is why this is why we are students for a lifetime. Because even when you're a teacher, you never stop learning. Right. Valid. And again, Crazy Amy would have been a better title for <laughs> I Feel Pretty, right? Which was the other film. Oh my god. Uh, but no. Crazy Amy is what the French think of when they think of train wreck. Yeah. This next one, the Hit Girls. <laughs> the Hit Girls. Um, this can go one of two ways. This can go like a Supremes Motowny music movie, or we can go full on violent or PG Charlie's Angels. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Girls plural. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Charlie's Angels on this one. That's such a good guess. You're so oh, no. weirdly close. If you actually mm. the Venn diagram between the two movies you described is actually this movie in the middle. <laughs> oh man. Uh between Motown and Or at Assassin. least that's how my Singing. brain works. Yeah. <laughs> There's a common like my, thread. My Matilda and yeah. Um common thread. I truly, I, I want to say that movie where, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting everyone's name. I'm like blacking out right now. It's okay. Jan- I blacked out too. Charlize Theron's an assassin? Like that one? Oh, that's a great Blonde. call. No. That's a great call, but no. <laughs> that's- it's, it's pitch perfect. Oh, Okay. With Elizabeth yeah. Banks being the connection to Charlie's Angels, oh, she, I was gonna say she directed what? the reboot. <laughs> she directed the the most recent reboot, and I recognize how that's how my brain works, and maybe not everyone. No respect, respect. Brickman, that was a mass singer level clue. Where it was like when you explain it to me later, I get it, but it was never gonna lead me to understand. Oh yeah, after I've... it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, what I'm saying is, I'm gonna be a celebrity detective next season. <laughs> Sick. I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Well, we've got another one. This next one is maybe my favorite of all of them. All right. What is the film Happiness Therapy? <laughs> Happiness Therapy. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, Happiness Therapy. Happiness Therapy. Um, I'm like trying to think of like what is like, is it like 500 Days of Summer or something? Or is it a... Uh, uh, happiness. No, but that's a that's not that, bad. Yeah, I love where your head's at. Your head's you always like you're very good. You circle so close every time. It's like my head is like that meme of that girl doing math, but like of movies. <laughs> um, happiness. Um, this is one that got a lot of. This was like a critical darling. This film oh. racked up awards and praise. People loved it. La La Land. Oh man. man, you are I, you are circling I, it. I'm circling I it. Love that I'm title sorry. for La La Land. <laughs> if La La Land was called Happiness Therapy. I might have liked it more. Uh, agreed, agreed. Because La La Land is technically already French, right? So, mm-hmm. what is Happiness Therapy? Um, is it a Sean Connery movie? No, 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 no. I am a pinball machine right now. Um, I it, think I have to I, give up, or you can give me a hint. It was a Jennifer Lawrence star vehicle. Oh, star vehicle. Um, the one with Bradley Cooper. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah. God, what's the name of it? Um, well, the name is weird. The French one. <laughs> yeah. On this one. yeah. Oh, I can't remember the name. 
I honestly was very much like, I don't want to see this movie. I was that same. guy when it came out. Same, 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 same. A hundred percent same. For some reason, the more people told me that I should love it, the more I was like, well, I don't want to see it now. Yeah. Well, it is called Silver Linings, Silver Playbook. Playbook. Oh my it's God. a it's a rough title. A rough it title. Is. It's called Happiness Therapy over in France. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah, I love right? It. Happiness therapy. I love it too. All right, we got one more for you. <laughs> one Let's more. Do it. it is called Big Party. <laughs> Big Party. <laughs> Big party. Okay. Okay. And hint, there is a big party in this Shit. Movie. Wow. Um, oh my God. Big party. Big party. What's something with a big party? Um, r- right away, I go to like an 80s type of film that's like uh, pretty in pink, sort of like something with a lot of like group scenes. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's something more recent. Big party. Um, I love I love you showing your work. Like I'm loving seeing oh, a glimpse into that beautiful mind. We have to talk it out. We have to talk it out. Big party, big you got party. It. Um, I'm. It's not La La Land again, is it? <laughs> no, no. But like all of these are better titles than La La Land or La La Land. Even honestly, even Hit Girls would have been better than La La Land. Yes. Um, Crazy Amy. <laughs> Crazy Amy would have made so much sense. Double feature. Come in. Um, <laughs> can I get one more hint? I'm being so bad with these last ones. It was a. It was a late '90s film. Late '90s. Late '90s. Right on the cusp of the 2000s. Is it like a she's all that? Or um, it's like a yeah. it's mm. like but not like but different. Okay, okay. Um, now I just have that song that they all dance to stuck in my head. Um, I can't think of it. Last thing's ten things I hate about you because there's a fantastic scene. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you for saying that at least. But <laughs> it is can't hardly wait. Oh my god! Yes. Um, Phenomenal Which is very, 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 very in the vein of those like John Hughes 80s movies, mm. very in the vein of uh, like 16 Candles. So I was feeling that vibe. Too. It's like John well, Hughes, but one the- of them's a DJ. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, absolutely amazing job on this. Yeah. Like you were able to You are very close to all for of For all them. the millions of movies, you were able to narrow it down to incredible. like a dozen very quickly. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um wow. I need to thank and we you. We forgot that Tilda Swinton was in Crazy Amy. <laughs> I completely forgot she was in it. I feel embarrassed and I feel like I should apologize to our listeners, to my family, to Tilda. Like mm-hmm. I'm just I'm sorry, world. Um Tilda knows. the only way you can regain our trust is that you have to make a film that one day in France will be known as Crazy Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly certain if you lurk dark enough in the dark enough spot on the internet, you could probably find it. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Yeah. And that's a promise. <laughs> if you haven't found it, you're just not looking hard enough. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to take a break. Let the listener look for Crazy Lauren on the darkest YouTube imaginable. We'll be right back. Together. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hello, my name is Alison Larkin. 
and I'm a writer, comedian, and narrator and host of the Jane Austen podcast. This podcast brings Jane Austen's stories to the 21st century, along with commentary from me and conversations with fascinating people who all share a love of Jane Austen. And of course, we had to start with none other than Pride and Prejudice. So join me as we embark on a journey through some of the most wonderful stories I know. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Whew, and we are back. Yes. I am. I am so sad that I couldn't find my own video. I tried to find Crazy Lauren, and it seems like someone took it down. And if the person who took down my film is out there listening, how dare you? How dare you? You know, it might be one of those things how there's that Wu-Tang album that mm-hmm. there's only one physical copy of, and that's why it's so expensive. I'm going to guess that's what's going on with Crazy Lauren. Yeah. Or I think I just... it's more on that disc that went into space mm. 30 years ago. Right. Yeah, it's making its way out there. Wow. So okay. the aliens go see it. Mm-hmm. Well, aliens, when you're listening to this podcast, just slide into the DMs. Let me know what you think, because I thought it was out there and it's not. But anyways, enough about me. I think, Caitlin, I think we need to get to your thesis today, because this is the thesis that is just so important, and I'm so excited to have Ty's input on it. Absolutely. And and this one is, you know, usually I pontificate on things, explore topics. I'm giving straight up advice this time. Ooh. Rare. And it's a directive, but it's backed up with evidence from our favorite shows. And the the directive is this. Ladies, go to Paris. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a brief history of women who didn't go to Paris. And it's scary. It's very scary. So let's talk about Paris. It's, it's sort of like... Um, for straight women in pop culture, it's like this epicenter of like finding yourselfness. Uh, in in a very vague way, we don't really know why, because if maybe art, maybe fashion, flowers, we don't know. But it's a sort of a symbol of beyond even female independence, sort of feminine independence, I think. Um, because it's where these women go to study away from their family and their love interest. (laughs) So let's start with Joey Potter of Dawson's Creek. At the end of season one, she almost goes to Paris to study art classes. (laughs) What these exact art classes are, it's not for anyone to say. Mm -hmm. I love a fake class. It's Mm -hmm. just art, okay? You just need to understand it's art. Now, she stays for Dawson. Now, if I said she was going to stay for Pacey, you'd be like, yeah, what is she, an idiot? But she stays for Dawson. And also keep in mind, this is in the middle of high school. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you kind of can't lose someone Mm -hmm. (laughs) for going to Paris when they're just going to be in school the next day. The risk here was low. And again, this was for Dawson. So Joey finds a happy ending eventually, but it takes her longer than it should have. And you have to wonder, if this is why. And Rachel Green from Friends. Okay. At the end of the series, our gal is about to move to Paris to work for Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Again, what does Rachel Green do exactly? Fashion. Okay. She does fashion. Don't worry about it. She's like a buyer or a marketing. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. She stays for Ross. And look, Rachel and Ross is a classic couple. We're all rooting for them. But like, why did it take this moment where she's about to move to Paris for them to get together? You know, what What about Paris was so threatening to Ross? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, to me, it's like they couldn't have worked it out. She has to get off the plane. She has to come <laughs> back to that apartment. I mean, Louis Vuitton, that could be a very lucrative job. We don't know. We didn't. They didn't get to discuss mm-hmm. whose job should be mm-hmm. kept. Now, Ross does have a son that lives in New York. That's, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, we didn't get to that. No, we didn't get we to didn't that. We didn't get to that. Honestly, she could have gone for a year, bumped up that resume, yeah, enjoy you. some croissants, you know? Exactly. And look, Emma wasn't in kindergarten yet. There weren't big conversations. That was a little baby just floating around. <laughs> My God. And Babies. The, the Louis Vuitton money. She could fly back and forth yes. every weekend. 
Yeah, she could establish herself at Louis Vuitton Paris, get a job at Louis Vuitton New York. Exactly. Oh, my God. She's coming back to have no job. Mm -mm. She's going back to Central Park. Uh, Okay. And and then the girl who didn't go to Paris, the girl who defines it, is, of course, Lauren Conrad, who had a fake internship at Teen Vogue for an entire premise of a series, The Hills. She was supposed to go to Paris for this internship for a summer, even though it's like, what is a summer to someone who doesn't actually go to college? She could just mm. go anytime. Yeah. But nonetheless, she stays for Jason. For Ugh. Jason. Mm. Someone who I really think she only dated because she had to return to the OC for a while in between colleges. And he was kind of like a popular guy in the grade below her, which is a certain energy. I get that. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we don't not go to Paris for that. No. no. My gosh. It's rough. Um, can I tell you guys and, a secret? Absolutely. <gasps> Please. You're dying. I am a former Teen Vogue intern. <gasps> Very. Did you meet Elsie? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I did Because you were a real one. I was a real one. I was the one. So you were uh, actually doing work. In the hall. <laughs> oh, put to work. Exactly. I was there for eight months. And <gasps> it. Eight months? Eight months. Are you still alive? Still alive. Honestly, it broke me and mm-hmm. it built me back up. It. Wow. Did you. You don't have to name names. Did you work with anyone we've seen on television? Honestly, no. Because okay. no, you really, really work as a you real were truly working. <laughs> I was legit working Monday, Wednesday, Wait. Fridays interning. Um, <sighs> and it was wow. wild because I came to Teen Vogue not knowing how big it was from the OC. I oh. came from it being like a big old magazine nerd, big old fashion kid. Nice. And then as soon as I mentioned Teen Vogue, people were like, oh, God, she's here. Have you seen her? And I'm like, who are you talking about? And then I caught up. And then I caught up. But I did not see her. Oh, how powerful that you didn't know. That's amazing. I, have I felt so ignorant. M- I have so many no, follow-up questions. it's so high status. <laughs> it's so high status. You are now officially one of the most... You may be the highest status person that's ever been on the show now. I'm going to say Ooh. it right now. I'm going to... Oh, my God. So, follow-up question. What, what, can, what year was this internship? This would have been 2010. Wow. 2010. Okay. Okay. Print issues were still happening. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm actually in one of the issues as a contributor, (gasps) like the interns. (gasps) It's the Selena Gomez, Joe Jonas cover. Um, (gasps) Okay, we need to get that. You got to get it. Um, Sign. (laughs) I'm going to need your autograph. It was uh, the greatest moment. It was phenomenal. What? What was the highest high and the lowest low? Oh like, my god. Um give me the stratosphere. Highest high, lowest low. Um I once got to legit deliver the book upstairs, which is a real thing. Um nice. so I took the elevators from Teen Vogue up to Vogue. Um <gasps> brought them to Anna's office. Oh my god. And that happened once and it was truly like what like shit happens here. Uh, like stuff is happening, stuff is moving. Lowest low was, um, I guess, seeing the receipt for a photo shoot and realizing how poor I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow! 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 This is this is amazing. This is I am I chills. can't believe I, everything we're digesting right now. It's a lot. This is this is so much D- now. Wow. Uh, yeah. This is, I'm, I'm thrilled for you. <laughs> I've, uh, one last thing I will share is one time I was told when someone, someone I won't mention her name came down to review things um, that I had to throw out my lunch. That was <gasps> <on> my desk. <laughs> How dare they? How dare they? How dare <gasps> unnamed person? How? Unnamed person. <laughs> Having read the Andre Leon Talley memoir in this we stand virtual book club. I think we all can guess who that person might have been. <laughs> Absolutely. But honestly, mm-hmm. the lunch wasn't that good. So <laughs> Okay. Well, there you go. Well, there it you happened go. on a good day. <laughs> wow. I mean, wow. I don't even know how I'm going to move on, but uh, I guess I'll try and like, you know. Yeah. It, <sighs> we could do this. 
people aren't listening past this. They're just they're just running outside. I just can't believe the energy is. <laughs> it's like when the French energy is and they're just they're just crazy. <laughs> in the streets. Um, this is the most important moment that I'm about to pivot because I also want to talk about women who did go to Paris and how our media treats them. Uh, mm-hmm. But I still think in the real world, it's not going to be like this, ladies. So don't heed this advice. Because Carrie Bradshaw goes to Paris <gasps> with Baryshnikov, ballet dancer. She gets literally hit in the face. It wasn't okay. Um Mr. Big, who stands in for America, I think, on the show in New York City, has to go and save mm-hmm. her. But that's that's from that show's perspective. Okay, that's not cool. Um, and then, of course, on 90210, Brenda Walsh and Donna Martin go for a summer to Paris. They both get cheated on by different members of the Taylor Silver family. So pop culture would have you believe that, like, good girls don't go and if you do go, bad things are going to happen to you. But I say no. I say no. Ladies, you got to go to Paris. You, you need to pursue whatever vague art or fashion thing is important to you. You don't need to specify. Mm-hmm. No one ever needs to know what it is. It's art classes. It's a fashion mm-hmm. thing. No one knows. Mm-hmm. If your boyfriend cheats on you, maybe it's just Dawson. You know, maybe it's a Dawson level person and we can let that person go. And yeah. ultimately, the last thing you ever want to become is a gift that says, She's always going to be known as the girl who didn't go to Paris. And that's what happened to Lauren Conrad. And you don't want that to happen to you. My God. So that's my thoughts. Valid. I keep thinking of my favorite character from Sex and the City when she's in Paris is um, the Russian man's daughter. Um, oh, right, right. She don't yeah. give a fuck. She's smoking her cigarettes indoors. I'm sure they banned that. Um, living her life. It's true. It's true. true. She's so so cool. She's so cool. Yeah, I think, I think, (laughs) you know, I think this is, this is my life mantra now. You know what I mean? I'm just going to always go to Paris, like metaphorically, because I think like, why not? Why not? What do we, what do we It doesn't have to be Paris, the city in France. It's Paris, the idea. It's you. You are Paris. Go to you. It's you. It's you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, your my Paris is is probably um you know a, a, not actually Paris, but like I don't know maybe like a a, a an a deserted island somewhere where I no longer have to interact with people. <laughs> <laughs> but like, why am I not going? Go. <laughs> You're going. Don't let Dawson stop you. Mm-mm. We all gotta go. The only the only thing that could stop me is Joshua Jackson. Not even Pacey. Jo- I need Joshua. That's Jackson fair. At this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. Who is a gay icon in Cruel Intentions? Oh, yes, he is. great point. Yes, in sex intentions. <laughs> sex intentions. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's amazing. All right, y'all. I think it's time to play another game. Are y'all ready to play another game? Oh, would love. so excited! I'm so excited because we got a real bona fide TV writer and former Teen Vogue intern. So, you know, (laughs) you know, he's got the credentials for this game. Uh, We are huge fans here at We Stand of a little game we like to call Pitch Fire. And it's Pitch Fire. and, 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 And this this time around, we've been inspired by the Netflix series Emily in Paris. Wait, wait. (laughs) <laughs> which if you aren't familiar with Emily in Paris, it's the story of a Chicago native who abruptly is forced to move to Paris despite speaking not a lick of French, not Mm-mm, not nothing. one word. Uh, the show's fashion dazzles, but uh, it's um, how would you describe the show? Caitlin? Well, it, you know, it has some American centric xenophobia. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some, it would just in episode one. There's some fat phobia. Mm-hmm. There's some transphobia. Um, pe- people aren't, you know, um, warming to those aspects of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow this series got greenlit for a second season, but we think uh, we think we can improve upon the model. And so, Ty, we want to get your help to pitch Netflix some alternative series. And so we have titles for some shows, and we want to hear your pitch for what Netflix should be greenlighting instead of season two of Emily and Barrett. Okay, I right. love it. So these are we- this is the theme of women traveling. So tell <laughs> us, Ty, about the show. Kristen in Berlin. Uh, what should that show be? Kristen in Berlin. 
picture it. She is um, 22, uh, <gasps> LGBT friendly. Uh, she is a DJ. Ooh. And she cool. is over the scene in Austin, Texas. Got you there. She's oh. not in New York. She's not in LA. She's in Austin, <laughs> Texas, guys. You got me. <laughs> she hops on that Air France flight because she's going to pit stop in Paris, but then go to Berlin. We got to, we got to have a little bit of, we got to have a little, little mm-hmm. pit stop, a little pit stop. A little nod. And when she goes to Berlin, she was like 50% goth in the States. She's 140% goth in Berlin. She's embracing yes. it. She's living it. She lives a life in Berlin where I think since the moment she's landed, she has not seen the sun rise. <laughs> she Amazing. wakes up at 8 p.m. She goes to bed at 4 a.m. She might be a vampire. That's it. <gasps> Wow, Kristen in Berlin. We're going to need five seasons. (laughs) (laughs) Minimum five seasons. All right. Kristen in Berlin sounds incredible, but I want to know about Jackie in Hong Kong. (gasps) Jackie in Hong Kong. This one's a little different. This one Mm -hmm. is about Jackie, um, the the mother who... (gasps) Her kids have recently flown the nest. She's become a grandmother. (gasps) She's... She's done her thing. She's done her time. Uh, everything's great, but it can be greater. <gasps> so she's going to Hong Kong. She literally did the thing where you throw the dart on the map and it landed yes! on Hong Kong. And she goes on her trip. She's there for, I want to say, if this is going to be four seasons, I want to say 11 months. We're going wow. to stretch this out. This is going to be good. She goes there and accidentally finds herself in a diplomatic hoo-ha. And she has to represent the United States of America. Whoa. Does she do it successfully? Gotta watch. We don't know. Oh, my God. I hope so. I am rooting for Jackie. When when you said life's great, but it could be greater, I got literal chills. Like, I Ooh. see it. I see the whole promo right now. <laughs> so excited. I'm so excited. I'm curious. Who is Jackie? Who's playing Jackie? Oh, wow. I didn't think about this one. Um, oh, that's know. on the budget, right? Um, <laughs> ideally, ideally, mm-hmm. um, I want to say, and this might be annoying and controversial, Okay, I hope so. Kate Winslet. Wow. This is happening in 20 years. Yeah. Wow. I'm into it. I love it. I mean, these are two huge hits already, but tell us about Betty in Rio. Betty in Rio. Oh, my God. Let me tell you about Betty in Rio. (sighs) Betty? Betty's in advertising. She's, you know, doing... Doing the doing the advertising gig, she's pretty good. She's pretty good. Um, it turns out Brazil wants to redo the Olympic Games. They uh-huh. failed so bad last time. They did so bad. The city is in ruins because of it. They need wow. to bring someone in to do it right. And who's ready? Betty. Wow. I love the idea that it's like Brazil's got to get a. We got to get a. We got to get a redo on that whole. wow i love this is it is it too much for ugly betty america ferrera to be betty and rio (laughs) is that too much have i I gone too far so i don't think so i'm very curious about ugly betty uh today Mm -hmm. like like what 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 happened to her character what's going on how's the gay nephew what's what's up Wow, Betty Suarez saves Rio is the TV <laughs> is the made for TV movie I never knew I always wanted. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I hope so. Okay, we got one more than we need because you know, Kristen, Jackie, Betty, these names are basic, but I don't think they're basic enough. And so <laughs> I I gotta know, Ty, Caitlin and Lauren. You know, the most basic names around. <laughs> Where in the world are you going to send us? What country are you sending us to? And what's our storyline? Caitlin and Lauren, I'm sending you to Saskatchewan, Canada. <laughs> um, you are going on um, behalf of a friend who has recently passed. 
<gasps> you are going to go to Saskatchewan to fulfill um, probably the most insane, if not stupid, bucket list, but you do it for your pal. You do it for your pal, and it's all yes. Saskatchewan. Yes, we would. We totally would. <laughs> oh, my God. We'd love that. We would love to go to Canada. we love oh. that. And then oh, you all get, like, show. allergic to mosquitoes, and it's a, it's a whole thing one episode. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. We're doing comedy. I love that. I love that so much. That's, ugh. I can't wait. I can't I'm writing the pitch deck right now. <gasps> Thank you so much. Um, well, we're going to take just like a quick break to make sure that Ty has our most recent headshots for the pitch deck. And we'll be right back. <laughs> All right. We are back. And mm-hmm. I have to say, Ty, I've never seen someone uh, create a pitch deck so quickly. I'm very mm. impressed and a little terrified. You just got to have them ready. Yeah. Swap the names. Swap true. the picks. You never know. Yep. So yeah, it's opportunity. Preparation <laughs> meets yeah. luck. Preparation <laughs> meets opportunity. <laughs> I'm getting it out. It's a math problem. Get it trademark. Get it trademark. Quick. Um, y'all, I'm, I'm, I, I yes, try to speak. I try as hard as I can on this show to be a beacon of positivity, right? Absolutely. You do a great job. You know, I really try to bring you all things that I love. Like, you know, Caitlin and I, when we when we first conceived of this project and, you know, anytime we're working together, we always try to base our work together in love, in joy. Absolutely. And so I I really hemmed and hawed about this, but I I have to bring you today a, a declaration. Uh, in my thesis, but I will back it up with some. Po- I, I will say, you can let out your the breath of tension that you're holding in because I will, I will end on a positive note. But I have to get this out there, and you may have already figured this out. But my thesis today is that Emily in Paris is bad. It's a bad show. <laughs> it's bad, and I say this as someone who is definitely the key demographic. Like that show. <laughs> was uh, theoretically built for me. Darren Star, check. Uh, lots of hot men, check. Uh, soapy bullshit. It, it, it theoretically has all of the markings of a chef's kiss Brickman project. And as someone who, you know, y'all have heard some of the bullshit I watch on this show. Y'all know, <laughs> you know, you know who I am at this part. I could not get through the pilot. <laughs> like I couldn't, I hated it. Uh, and at first I was like, is this because I'm not a Francophile? Is it because I'm not the Caitlin of the world? I, I did not, you know, worship at the altar of Paris growing up. But that's not quite it, because in in brainstorming for this show, I realized I actually really do enjoy a lot of French culture. Uh, you know, I don't speak the language. I've never tried. So I do have that in common with Emily in Paris. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not someone who's fantasized about running away to Paris. I did stop my, one of my best friends in grad school from doing that one night. Um, she had a, 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 a flight booked. And then I said, you can't just leave your life. Um, but I do love French pop music. I love Monet. French champagne is one of my favorite treats. And I, and I do consider myself a romantic. So... I realize it, it is not that I'm not a Francophile. It's that Emily in Paris is just bad. And so today, it's really just a plea for everyone to stop consuming it. Don't watch <laughs> it. When you open up your Netflix app, just don't. Because it just got greenlit for a season two with one of the most horrific tweets I've ever seen. <laughs> Have you all seen this tweet? Yes, I live oh. by that tweet. <laughs> Ty, could you let everyone listening, uh, could you get them hip to the tweet? Because I'm, I'll throw up in my mouth if I try to repeat it. Sure. Um, I don't know the tweet referred, but the gist is that Netflix said um, the title is to be pronounced en français. So it is not Emily in Paris. It is Emily en Paris. <laughs> she's doing the fake vomit, folks. Uh, I no, hate she's it. She's really it far made me... 
I'm so <laughs> ill. I'm I have had a stomach ache since the moment that tweet crossed my eyes and it makes me just so mad. And so listen, no tea, no shade to anyone involved in the project. And I, I hate shitting on people's dreams. And this was clearly Lily Collins dreams. But I, I, I and I hate being that person. I want to I want to celebrate people's achievements, but I just can't. I can't celebrate Emily in Paris. So ladies and gentlemen, I have come up with a list of five pieces of French culture that you can consume via Netflix so that we can all get our, you know, scratch that French itch without giving them the view. Um, so I have five, and I'm curious to know if either of you have seen any of these five uh, pieces of French culture. So the first thing you could watch on Netflix bes- instead of Emily in Paris is a film called MILF. Has anyone <laughs> seen MILF? No. <laughs> MILF is a very sexy uh, movie about three best friends in their 40s that start relationships with younger men while on vacation. Wow. Okay. It's giving you sex. It's giving you female empowerment. It's it's anti-ageism. It's feminism, people. So, MILF, check that out. Now, next on my top five is a little film called Wedding Unplanned. Anyone seen Wedding Unplanned? Negative. You're hitting us with some yeah. deep cuts. So, this is for all your romance fiends out there. Uh, wedding Unplanned is about a wedding planner who <laughs> um this is this is actually so on imdb it says when she discovers a wedding planner's business card alexia instantly says yes to matthias unaware that it belongs to his mistress the groom is now trapped between his bride and his lover who's in charge of his unwanted marriage so it's basically the wedding planner but more intense wow amazing love that yeah. yeah um it's super sexy it's super fun so you know, check that out. You know, if you like the affair element on Emily in Paris, if you like that that sort of illicit element, you got wedding unplanned. Now, number three on my list, I, I do have a small digression. I, I, if anyone from Netflix is listening, how dare you, sirs and ma'ams, because you tried to tell me that this next film I would not enjoy. I think it told me, like, you know how Netflix tries to, like, guess yeah, your yeah. taste? Yeah. It oh, tried yeah. to tell me I wasn't going to like this film, and it mm. might be one of my favorite movies wow. <laughs> now um, it's a film from 2015 called blind date okay anyone anyone blind date no so blind date is a it's a wild ride how to describe blind date i suppose i should turn to the imdb uh description once again because if i try to explain it myself it it, it's hard to put into words so according to imdb uh it's about a man who is a workaholic who lives and breathes his work he prefers nothing more than silence and a woman who's an accomplished pianist working on her big break concert moves in next door. To her, music and sound is everything. To him, silence is everything. Separated only by a wall, things get interesting. So, obviously, they fall in love. And it's... That sounds it's cute so as hell. Yeah, and it's also weird as hell. It's real cute, but it's also real fucking weird. Like, weird or French weird? <laughs> French weird. (laughs) But like, it gets pretty weird. Um, But I'm obsessed with this movie. I love this so much because it's it's a real um, enemies to lovers kind of situation. If you love a enemies to lovers scenario, mm, this is (laughs) this is it. So that that's that would be number three on my list. Now, the first three are films. And so for some of you out there that are binge watching Emily in Paris, you might be like, I I prefer a TV show. And to you, I say, good news. There's an excellent TV show on Netflix called Call My Agent. Have any any of you? I'm Googling right now. This is phenomenal. Oh my God. Call My Agent is so, so, so fun. It's all about talent agents it's about these talent agents working in the talent industry in france and it is so fascinating and it's so cool because um a lot of like 
like most of like the biggest French film and TV stars that you that you know like that we all know here in the states they all make cameos and wow. it's sort of like it's it, it's like um it's it's funny but it's definitely got a it's like a darker version of like extras where you're getting the sort of like oh, heightened fun. versions of these people and I love that it's um, so interesting there's four seasons it's so much fun and wow it's just like TVMA yeah, it's 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 sexy. It's raunchy. It's sexy. And one of my favorite plot lines, and I won't ruin it for you all, but there is a, a iconic French actress in this. And I won't I won't spoil it. So you so you you'll have to guess who it is. But one of one of the episodes centers around this iconic French actress who is trying to do multiple films at the same time but contractually she's not supposed to be so she's lying to both productions and like her agent is helping her pull the wool over these eyes and she's just not sleeping this woman is just like she's working all day on one set and all night on another set and it's incredible it's incredible oh, and goals. it's just it's so good it's truly goals and i desperately want to learn French and move to France to work in the French film industry because it seems so much more fun. It's so <laughs> much sexier. And there's an one of the um, agents is this gorgeous lesbian and there's like amazing LGBTQ storylines happening on it. It's just so fun. Love it's it. So fun. Love it. This is amazing. Screenshot. So so those four, if I haven't sold you yet, you know, between MILF, Wedding Unplanned, Blind Date, Call My Agent. Maybe this last one will catch you. The Queen's Gambit. Now, The Queen's Gambit is not French made. Uh, it's in English, but she goes to France. And uh, <laughs> it's so much better than Emily in Paris. And honestly, I just really like the show. And this is really me just shoehorning in uh, an opportunity to bring up how much I love Queen's Gambit. Respect. But I just, I hate Emily in Paris so much. And I love The Queen's Gambit so much. So... You know, again, if you're looking for a TV show, if you're like, I can't sit through a movie because you're a psychopath, I, I get it. I'm here for you. And I wanted to offer you another TV show to binge. So this is my list. These are my things that I think you should be watching wow. instead of Emily in Paris. These all sound amazing. So I don't good. even remember what Emily in Paris is after this. I don't even know. That's what I was hoping. I was hoping everyone would just forget. Oh, my God. Um, I don't want to fill you with rage. Pure oh anger. <sighs> I Google call my agent. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. People also search for Emily in Paris. No! <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, no. No, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe this is a good thing. Maybe this is a good thing. Maybe people are going to find Call My Agent and get and realize how good it is and then in comparison realize how bad em Emily in Paris is. It does look phenomenal. Call My Agent looks it's, so good. Call My Agent is... It is criminal how few people I know have seen it. And I really think it's because people, I don't know, I, I get this because I love, I love a lot. This, preparing for this, this episode made me remember so many great films that I love. Like, Love Me If You Dare is tr another one of my, like, absolute favorite movies of all time. Uh, I almost did my entire thesis on Love Me If You Dare, but it, I got too emotional and I had to, like, put it away for another day. Mm -hmm. um, but I realized, like, I am guilty of this. A lot of times I don't think about watching foreign television or foreign films because I'm I'm always trying to multitask. Right. Yeah. And so it's and it's like if I'm going to watch like a French film or a French TV show, like it has to be the only thing I'm doing. <laughs> um, but call my agent is so good you don't want to do anything else <laughs> you don't you Done. don't want to be on twitter you don't want to be on twitter <laughs> wow i feel like we toured paris today <laughs> oh my god champs Elysees. Like we went to paris we went to pompadou we did the whole kit and caboodle <laughs> now before we say au revoir to our listeners is there anything about paris or french culture that we didn't get to today ty that you're like wow y'all need to check this out oh my god um no pressure. But. No pressure. No pressure. Uh, guys, if you go, let me think. Let me think. Um, bed and breakfast is the way to go in Paris. Nice. I will say, mm. skip the hotels, uh, skip the Airbnbs, do a little old <laughs> bed and breakfast. They have been doing it for, I want to say, centuries. Um, yeah. yeah. They got it. They got it down. That is my one Paris uh, advice thing. Love it. I love that. 
And besides Paris, where can our stand stands find you online or otherwise? Oh my gosh. What's your home address? <laughs> yeah, I should probably do that too. Um, I'm at Ty, T A I underscore LeClaire uh, on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, probably not Venmo, but it's up there. It's up there. So find me there. Amazing. Well, Stan Stans, you know where you can find us. We're at We Stand Social. We're on Instagram. We have started to use our TikTok. You know it. And we are definitely on Twitter. So hit us up. Slide into those DMs. Let us know what topics you want us to dive into on future episodes. Or, you know, just let me know what you thought of the season 17 premiere of Grey's Anatomy, which, shockingly, we... uh, (sighs) I just want you to know how dedicated we are to you, Stan Stans. We've recorded this episode in the same time slot as the season 17 premiere. And so if you have ever thought Lauren and Caitlin don't love me, know that we do, Stan Stans. Know that we do, because we're going to watch it tomorrow morning instead of tonight. And that's for you. So if you want to pay it forward a little bit and say thank you back, you can leave us a five-star review. (laughs) Yeah, I think that would be an appropriate thing to do. You know, that's what the French would say, be our guest, and they mean leave five stars. (laughs) You know, you know. Well, it's been a blast. Thank you, Ty, for going to Paris with us. Yes. Merci. Until Thank next you. time. Au revoir. <laughs> Au revoir. Sarah Michelle.